Don't mess around with news radio to get your info. If you're a parent with an athlete playing competitive sports, then the journey of competitive athletes with Coach KG is the podcast for you. Learn how top professional and amateur athletes from around the country battle adversity, prepare for competition, and maintain focus in today's high-pressure sports environment. And now, it's your host, Coach KG. Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to The Journey of Competitive Athletes. I am your host, Coach KG. I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. We are celebrating show number six. And for those of you who don't know, now you know, I guess. Hey, you can find us on iTunes now, right on Apple. Thank you for that. So whether you choose to follow us on SoundCloud or if iTunes is your platform of choice, uh, you can catch the journey of competitive athletes on both platforms. Be sure to go on and subscribe so you can keep up with the upcoming podcast shows as they're released. And as always, if you like something that you hear, please take a few moments to just like us as well as share us with other friends and family members that you think will benefit from the content that we're creating to support families and athletes. So again, thank you for joining us on the show today. Man, it has been an exciting week of basketball. I guess title town for the NCAA basketball championships are the Carolinas. Congratulations to Coach Don Staley of South Carolina Gamecocks and Coach Roy Williams, another title for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, Excellent job to the both of you for leading your programs to national titles. Job well done. It was some very fierce competition going down to the wire. Um, Condolences out to all of those in Husky World, the Yukon. You guys have to start the streak all over again, but uh, I guess every year you need some motivation. So getting victory number one (laughs) should be a motivating factor as you go through the offseason. So we're looking forward to seeing how you guys recover and bounce back. But again, congratulations to South and North Carolina on your titles. Hey, so watching the games over the past two weeks made me really think about where these players really come from. I mean, you know, they play at such a high level and it's not until they interview one of these players that it really comes back to you that they're, for the most part, teenagers are in their early 20s. And so I'm not going to say they're kids, but they're still young. And it made me think these kids come from high school programs, travel programs. And they've been placed in these programs that are designed to prepare them for the opportunity to play at the collegiate level and possibly beyond. And so some of you listening to the show today, you have kids that are in high school, that are in travel programs, whether it's basketball or any other sport. You've got kids who could potentially be the same kids that will be interviewed in a national title game or after a national title game or after some major event in college. And so it really made me think, I wonder how much thought goes into selecting the right high school or club program for your athlete. I mean, have you ever wondered as a parent if you've chosen the right program? How about have you ever wondered when you should leave a program if you're not in one that's meeting your need for your athlete? So today's podcast, we're going to be taking a look at both issues, 
I recently had to go through the selection process with my son. And there's something that we did and something that we learned through the process that may be helpful as you consider the best program for your athlete's future. In addition, we have a special guest that will come on and share about her decision to leave a top basketball program and how it profoundly impacted her life. So right about now, I'm going to ask that you sit back, relax, and ride with me as we take a trip on the journey of competitive athletes. You're listening to the journey of competitive athletes with Coach KG. Brought to you by SportsInjuryProtection.com, a Hall, Mayhar, and Associates company protecting the athletes of the future. Hey, this is Coach KG. And I want to take a moment to make you aware of a program called Sports Injury Insurance. It's a supplemental insurance plan that's designed to help with the financial impact of sports injuries. It doesn't replace your health insurance. It actually makes your health insurance work better. Whether it's a strain, sprain, break, or tear, you'll receive cash benefits to help make sure you can get the right care at the right time for your athlete with no deductibles or copayments. To learn more, log on to www.sportsinjuryprotection.com forward slash insurance. You know, sports injuries are part of playing the game, and this program is great for minimizing the financial impact of those injuries. Thank you, and now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. It's Coach KG, and you're listening to The Journey of Competitive Athletes. In this segment, we're going to be looking at selecting the right travel program. And what's cool is I actually had to go through this process with my own son, you know, with the high school basketball season ending up and this being the end of his sophomore season, uh, getting ready for a junior year, which is a very important year for young athletes, especially those who plan on playing in college. Um, It was very important to put some serious thought into making the right decision. And, you know, in everything that I do for my children, my primary focus is always on development and growth beyond the game. So I try and help my children look at things through those filters as best as they can. So my son was asked to try out for a very well-known AAU basketball program and understanding the dynamics of AAU basketball. I mean, it's very demanding and extremely competitive. I mean, the better the program, the more competition. It's very tough to make those teams. And I wanted to take my son through a process that would help guide his decision And, you know, the first thing I did, I asked my son, what's your mission? I mean, what is your mission in basketball? You know, we've had these discussions regarding him as a person kind of in life. You know, I always operate from a place of operating or moving with purpose. And so having meaning behind the things that you want to do in life. And so it was really cool because we hadn't had necessarily this conversation in basketball because to this point, I've really tried to 
make sure he's in an environment that nurtures his love for the game. Not so much being overly demanding, but being enjoyable to where he desires and begins to love the game and wants to continue and, and, and really trying to avoid that burnout phase. And so that's been the primary objective to this point. But now that, you know, it's uh, he's getting older and it's time to really make that transition. Um, so we wanted to have at least a good process in place. And so as I asked him his mission in basketball, his response wasn't a big surprise. You know, he looked at me with his uh, with his, you know, young teenage eyes like that deer in the headlights said, I really hadn't think I really hadn't thought about it, dad. I really hadn't thought about it, dad. And so I wasn't surprised. And so it was cool because it helped shape some very important questions. And I don't know if you're listening uh, in your car or at home, but if you're listening at home and you can grab a piece of paper and a pen, um, these are some of the questions uh, that I I took my son through. Um, And the first one was really, you know, why do you want to play? The second was, what do you want to accomplish out of basketball? Short term midterm and long term. And then the next was, how do you want to be known as a basketball player? Or in other words, what mark do you want to leave on the game? And then I asked, you know, what are your core values? The things that you value, and I know that we have our family values, our family values are faith, honoring people, honoring ourselves. And, 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 you know, those are examples of some of our core values from a, from a, a family perspective, honoring God naturally. And so I wanted him to think about what are his core values as an athlete, you know, as a basketball player. And then the last was, how do you see basketball preparing you for life after basketball? And that was important because I always set the expectation for my kids that the game doesn't last forever. At some point in time, you have to transition to the next stage of life. And the beauty of sports, as I've come to know it, sports is a wonderful, wonderful way to prepare for the next season of life. It gives you so many character traits and attributes that can allow you to be successful at the next stage of life beyond sports. That's if you take advantage of the learning opportunity. And so I wanted to shape a mindset with him early on so that he's going into this process looking for how does this help me for life beyond the game? Because it does come to an end. And as we begin tackling those questions together, uh, I was really impressed uh, with his responses. They were pretty amazing. And so, you know, the questions are important. They're so important. They're important for this primary, for these primary reasons. They're important for these primary reasons. They clarify purpose. They help create a foundation in which to build from. And when we're talking about athletes, we're building young adults into adulthood, into responsibility, into being ambitious, into being driven into being, you know, more than just an athlete. And so it becomes a foundation to begin building that young person into a successful, healthy adult. They also govern decision making. So when you have clarity of purpose, it really helps shape decision making. And it says, how does this relate to where I'm heading in life or what my purpose is? And so that was really profound for him because 
it took me having to tell him what to do out of the equation. And the clarity is what begins to help him make decisions. And I said to him, I said, eventually, what you're going to have to do is make these decisions on your own. As you continue to progress and grow, there'll probably be more opportunities. There'll be colleges to look at. And so you'll want to have good clarity, good understanding of what your mission is, what you're looking for, so that you can begin making decisions on your own without having to come to me as a parent. Now, I'm here to guide and I'm here to help you. But at the end of the day, it's equipping my son to be able to make decisions both now and into his future by having clarity of purpose. And and the cool thing is it makes your job easier as a parent, you know, and, and I'm like any other parent. We're control freaks, especially when it comes to our kids. And, you know, some are more controlling than others, but our motivations really start from a pure place. We just want the best for our kids. And sometimes our desire for the best for our kids can overshadow really what's right for our kids. And so I know that there's been a number of uh, decisions that are made based upon, you know, colleges, playing time and all of the things that we really don't have a right to control. What we can always try and get back to is a purpose, a mission, the reason why and begin filtering decision making through that process. The second thing we wanted to do is come up with a list of criteria that we would look at that would ultimately be how we would rate the club organization on a scale of one to five. And we'd come up with a final score that would give us an indicator of how much of a fit this would be. And so if you have a pen and paper, uh, uh, take it out and, and, and maybe take some notes um, on the criteria that at least uh, my son and I were able to come up with. It was a really cool process because it forced us to really stop and kind of come up with what's most important out of a club program. If we thought of all of the various things, what are the key things that are important and create a rating system so that it helps with his decision making. So uh, here's the criteria that we came up with. The first one is the coach's philosophy. And that's really kind of the global uh, aspect of interaction, how they deal, their, you know, their, their view of teaching, uh, you know, kind of what style of play and all of those things. Uh, the second was a player development plan. And it's really kind of what is the skill development plan, the plan for defense, the plan for all the, the nuances of the game, uh, you know, breaking down film, IQ. So how are they really developing the player and what's their plan for doing that? Um, their view on competition, you know, me being a performance trainer, working with athletes and a coach, I really look at how coaches are able to collaborate or to combine the mind with the body to prepare for competition. A lot of times you can go through practices without really understanding the intent of something. You can go through training and just go through the motions of the exercises. But when you actually blend the mind and the body together so that there's a collaboration in how they work, it really works to give a purpose for the work that you're doing that translates onto the court or the field of play that brings a more competitive fire out. And so um, that's one of the things that definitely was a high area for us in terms of what we looked at. Um, awareness of sports injuries, you know, as they're just kind of this um, casual 
uh, approach or casual thought about injuries happen? No big deal. Not our problem. Or is there a consciousness that um, it, that we can sense that there is an understanding of injuries? And, you know, the second part is that there's something in place to uh, begin working on preventing injuries. Do they have an elaborate uh, dynamic warm up plan? Do they do post exercise or post practice stretching? Or is there anything in place that um, they've set up to help prevent injuries? Another criteria would be uh, along those lines, ties to medical resources. Is there a, uh, a parent that's a team doctor? Are they associated with a sports med practice, a physical therapy center, um, some type of uh, entity that is specializing in dealing with sports injuries? Um, that's important because, you know, they have that in colleges and they have that in pros. And it's not that you have a designated staff member, but there's some type of ties to medical resources so that when things happen or when parents have questions about what's going on with their athlete, there's an easier way to get those things looked at or addressed without having to go through sometimes the hassle of the healthcare system. Uh, second, the athletic development program. That would be your performance training or your, or your strength and conditioning. Is there a program in place? Um, do they have trainers that come in? And the training is done in line with the sport. So sport-specific development that translates to basketball and so or whatever the sport is uh, that your child plays. So that's very important um, you know, to know if they have that in place. Naturally, the recruiting aspect is another criteria. Um, how do they assist? What ways do they support? And then the last one that was really good, and I think this is one we don't think about a lot, but the organization's community involvement. Um, I think, you know, there's a there's an importance of helping young men and women develop a consciousness of community, a sense of something beyond themselves. Uh, they do it at the collegiate level. They do it at the pros. And I think adding that element, it brings out something in our kids that is very important as they continue to grow a sense of community, uh, responsibility to others, uh, not obligation, but a responsibility to be conscious. And so uh, those were the things that we came up with. We rated them on a scale of one to five and it gave us a final score. And I'm excited to say that uh, the club program that we were looking at matched up extremely well uh, to the things that were valuable to my son. Um, and he made a choice that that was the club team that he would want to uh, uh, try and um, make that team and pursue. And um, again, I'm happy to say that uh, after three arduous workouts, challenging workouts and very tough competition, uh, he was able to make that team. And so he'll be playing for a top level AAU basketball program on their 16 U's team. I'm very proud of him uh, for the work he's put in, but even more proud for the criteria and the process that he's learned about making decisions both now and into the future. Our second topic is when is it time to switch programs or change programs, especially when the program is not meeting the needs of your athlete. Um, as you can imagine, as a coach, as a performance trainer of uh, many different athletes across different sports, I'm approached pretty frequently uh, by parents who are having issues with the program or team that their child is playing on. Uh, it ranges from frustration about playing time, uh, their child playing out of position, not being challenged enough, the coach is not a good coach, the coach is too harsh, you know, a, a variety of things that create the frustration that causes the player and also the parent um, looking at potentially changing and making a move. And so uh, this segment uh, the coming up will kind of talk about uh, when is it time to switch travel programs or high school programs. And my opinion is in most cases, 
I would say never, but we'll have our special guest uh, on today's show that will come on and share her story on a very profound experience she had being faced with the same situation. So stay tuned. Coming up next, we'll have our special guest. You're listening to the Journey of Competitive Athletes with Coach KG. You're listening to the Journey of Competitive Athletes with Coach KG. Brought to you by SportsInjuryProtection.com, a Hall, Mayhar, and Associates company protecting the athletes of the future. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Journey of Competitive Athletes. I am your host, Coach KG. Hey, we thank you for coming back. Hey, we've been talking about choosing the right sports program for your athlete and when it's time to change programs, especially if things aren't working out the way that you would expect them to work out. Well, in this segment, we have a very special guest joining us on the podcast, one who's had to deal with both aspects of today's topic. However, she's fresh off of a CIF title and a state title for girls basketball, the first in school history, I may add. Let's welcome all CIF Southern Section point guard, Alexandria Ioni to the podcast. Hey, Alex, how are you today? I'm doing really good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. And I believe we have your dad with us on the phone. Hey, Anthony, how are you? I'm good, KG. How are you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing fabulous. Hey, I want to first thank you both for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you're traveling on this beautiful Friday, doing some good father-daughter bonding. And um, But I want to thank you for just taking the time to come on the show and bless us with your amazing story. But first and foremost, what are you guys up to this beautiful Friday afternoon? Oh, we're just hanging out here in the beautiful Arizona. Uh, a little basketball trip for father and daughter here. We're come down check out the the Clippers and the Suns game last night and uh, heading off to the Final Four tomorrow. So I'm trying to take it all in and, uh, you know, have a little downtime after her long season here. (laughs) Right on, right on. How do you feel about being out in Arizona now? Are you guys down there for the uh, women's Final Four or the men's Final Four? Uh, The men's Final Four. The men's Final Four. Okay. I didn't know which one you're out there for. Allie, how are you feeling? State champion CIF champion. <laughs> I mean, has that settled in on you that that's actually what you are now? No, not really. I actually, <laughs> it's really hard to take in. It doesn't really feel like much, and I don't really feel like the basketball season is over. It kind of just went by all too fast. Right, right. Now, this was your senior year, right? Yes, it was. Well, why don't you take me back through what the playoff ride was like for you uh, this year past, I guess, three, four weeks? The playoff ride was absolutely an incredible experience. We just took it game by game, step by step, and we sat down and we said, this is what we wanted to accomplish. And 
they accomplished all of it. And it's just a crazy experience for not only me, but for the whole entire team. No, it's beautiful. Um, a lot of people don't know about Rosaria Academy. And when you think of powerhouses in basketball, especially in Southern California, uh, uh, you know, it gets overshadowed by some of the other programs. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the academy and the team that you're on this year that made it so special and uh, that put you guys in a position to win both CIF champion chip uh, and state championship? Yeah, like you said, a lot of powerhouse teams just overcompensate and you never really hear about Rosary Academy, but it's a wonderful school, a school full of as little as 400 to 500 girls. And not a lot of men, not a lot of many people know about the school in itself, but it's absolutely amazing. And the basketball program at Rosary is starting to just take off, really starting to get out there. The program is amazing, run by Richard Yoon. He's one of the greatest coaches, just one time coach of the year. So the program in itself is really nice, and I loved playing there. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, talk, talk to me a little bit more about the coach. I know I had a chance to catch uh, the uh, state championship game, and I heard his interview afterwards. Uh, from my standpoint, he looked very passionate, uh, looks like a very poised coach, uh, the kind of coach that works the girls to their maximum potential but understands um, how to in, have girls enjoy the game. Would you? How would you describe your coach from that perspective? Um, I would just say that Coach Yoon is very passionate about not only basketball, but about his players as well. So he's always trying to bring out the best in you. He wants to treat you right, let you know that he cares and appreciates you. And the relationship that I have with Mr. Yoon is very close. I consider him one of my best friends and playing under him for the two years that I got to was some of the best moments and experiences in my life because he's somebody that kind of brought me up when I was down and told me that he knew that I could accomplish anything I wanted to accomplish. So to have his support throughout my senior season was a true blessing. Oh, wow. No, that's great. That's great. And kind of speaking to that, um, I know that, um, you know, we brought you on because you've had a very interesting path um, getting to Rosary. Um, how would you describe maybe your basketball journey over the last four years based on where you've started and how it's ended? Uh, my basketball journey has been crazy. Started at Rosary, transferred to Modern Day, left Modern Day and came back to Rosary. It's weird because I never really thought that I would end up leaving Rosary, but things happen and times changed and I left and I regret it a little bit because I always knew that was home and I knew that's where my heart was from the moment I started there. But to come back and be able to finish what I started with was a true blessing and I loved it and I love every second of it and the school in itself. So tell me, um, it sounds like you played there your freshman year, is that correct? Yes. Okay, and so take me through and take our, our listeners through what was going on maybe during your freshman year that uh, caused you to, you know, to, to look at uh, going to modern day. Um, my freshman year at Rosary... It was a good experience, you know, I came in as a freshman, started every single game, played every single second of every game, so I enjoyed it coming from the aspect that I actually got to contribute and do something, and I felt as if I kind of grew as a player, and then talked down with family, we sat, we talked, we thought it was better to go to a bigger name high school, you know, see, and try and compete on a bigger stand, because Rosary is just 
it's a tiny little school, so they don't get as much exposure and the chance to play against bigger competition. So we thought as a player, it would help me to go and play at modern day and grow more and like learn to be able to play against the bigger names, the bigger teams. So we sat down and said, okay, it's a good opportunity. So we left, I go to modern day, I come in not really knowing what to expect, but come in, try and do as much as I can. Unfortunately, I didn't get to contribute as much as I had hoped to. So it kind of took me back as a player and I was like questioning myself, like maybe I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I can't do that. Maybe this was the wrong choice for me. I just kind of started to doubt myself as a player. And I was like, well, maybe I just need to quit because I'm not going anywhere. Hmm. So quit basketball altogether or quit just the school? Um, I loved the school at Modern Day. It's a really good school. Academically, I just thrived. But basketball-wise, I just really started to doubt myself. And I said, you know what? Maybe this just isn't for me. Maybe I just need to give up, focus on school, and not play basketball. Because I really started to doubt myself. And I just didn't think sports was it for me. Hmm. So, Anthony, I know that, uh, you know, fortunately, I've had an opportunity to work with Allie and I uh, was a part of just this process. And it's ironic. I can remember uh, the days of how she began feeling this way. And now to see how it all culminates is a great story. But I know as a dad, having her go from Rosary to where she felt in place and then go to modern day or you know, and 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 have this opportunity for exposure but to now feel out of place you know what it what was your feeling kind of looking at all of this take place with Allie and what was your words to her as she began struggling uh, at modern day well it really started when we decided to make the 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 change to modern day we were looking at you know, not only sports, but um, the school itself and Rosary was kind of um, administrative-wise was kind of a mess. Um, the school had changed leadership a couple times within the last few years prior to, and that was part of the decision is, you know, we weren't quite sure the direction of the whole school. So when we sat down and we made this decision to go to modern day, um, you know, it felt like the right decision at the time. Um, and like Ali said, academically, she, she thrived there. Um, you know, she had her, she had her lumps with the basketball program and, you know, fitting in and, and trying to get what they wanted out of her. Um, but it was, you know, as a parent, it's disheartening when your child is struggling, you know, we all have that, you know, protect we want to protect our child and um you know so you struggle with the decision whether you know to let them continue and fight through the adversity or do you try to step in and help and you know as a parent it's a fine line yeah it's not one that you can really define it's one you have to find for yourself and, and find for your child and you know, you're not you're not going to get it right on the first time. It, it takes some it takes some time. It takes some time to figure out what you know their goals are. Um, and then you guys kind of meet in the middle, and, and okay, well, you know, she may need some help here. Um, and I, you know what, I give her all the credit because you know we we sat down, we talked. Uh, ultimately, ultimately, this was her decision. Um, when it came back to, she just really soul searched and came in and said, dad, I, I want to go back and I want to finish what I started. I want to go back to my, 
my friends and uh, I want to finish. I want to play basketball and I want to graduate from Rosary. And, um, you know, I, I felt proud because she came to that decision on her own. She didn't need my help to get there. Mm. She didn't need her mom's help. It was, it was really her soul searching that uh, found her own path. Wow. Well, I mean, that's kudos to you and your wife and uh, to you as well, Allie. But as parents, you know, we always want to do the best that we can to assist our kids. And sometimes we can overstep boundaries where we don't give them an opportunity to reconcile within themselves to 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 get to a place where they can make a good decision um, or make a decision that they're willing to live with. And so uh, I think that's phenomenal for both you and your wife to give her that space. And Allie, knowing how you are as a person and as an athlete and a, a young lady, a student, um, you know, I knew that you had the maturity to kind of work through this dilemma. Um, so you left modern day after your junior year. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So actually it was, it was mid midway through her junior year. Okay. So midway through the junior year, you departed, but you played for Rosary your senior year. So you only had your senior year there, correct? Well, after I transferred midway through my junior year, I came back and I um, actually was able to finish the end of my junior year playing for Rosary. Okay. So you were able to get back in the saddle, but for the most part, this past year was really your year where you're able to be completely with the program from start to finish from, you know, from spring or summer camp all the way up through the end of the season, correct? Yes. So the question I have for you based on that is, now, what was your concern um, about maybe starting your senior year at Rosary and knowing that there were no more options left for you? It's not like if it didn't go well, you could transfer out again. So you basically made a decision. You had to stick with it. And this is your senior year. Were there any concerns, any reservations, anything that was going through your mind about, hey, what if this doesn't work out? Um. I wouldn't say I had concerns about it because uh, from the moment I left and the moment I came back from the middle of my junior year, I just kind of felt like I was at home. Like hmm. it all came back to me. I just felt happier as a person and as a player. And I said, this is where I know I need to be and this is where I want to be. So from that point on, I kind of just trusted the process. And I said, look, you chose to leave modern day and you just can't back out from this one. So you're going to have to roll with the punches and this is the choice you made. And if it backfires on you, it backfires on you. But this is what you wanted. So you're going to have to choose to deal with it. (laughs) Wow. That's an amazing outlook. And it just makes me smile to hear you speak that way because I know that it's just not lip service. Um, It's really a part of who you are as a person. Um, So now here's the big question for you. Now you're moving in this direction. What would you say is the greatest lesson that you've learned in all of this that both helped you as a basketball player, but more importantly, where you feel the lesson is going to help you as you transition from basketball at the later stages of life? I kind of just learned that sometimes it's okay to give up. Hmm. My parents told me that I couldn't just leave modern day because I wasn't happy and that, that I was going through a little bit of adversity. They told me I had to fight for what I wanted. So I fought and I fought till I just couldn't fight anymore because I wasn't getting to where I needed to grow as a player and as a person. 
Hmm. And after that, I kind of just learned it's okay to give up and it's okay to fail. And sometimes you just have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Things may have not worked out in modern day as a, like I wanted them to. And that's okay because maybe it just wasn't the, pro- the plan God had for me. Hmm. So I just learned that you can't control everything in life. And sometimes things aren't going to work out for you. And that's okay. It's just about how well you bounce back when you go with a different plan. Wow. (laughs) I can't even say anything about that response other than it makes me smile. Allie, that's beautiful. Anthony, what would you add to that? I mean, as a parent, um, having gone through this process, what would you say is the biggest takeaway or lesson that you've learned that's helped you um, both as a parent and also gives you perspective um, in your life? You know, it's it's really, you know, as a parent, you try to have all the answers for your kids. And quite honestly, you just you just don't. Sometimes you, you guys got to get there together, and um, you got to put some trust into your child as well. And uh, I, I think, you know, with sports and, and, and schools, and you have a finite amount of time. You have four years, right? And you know, between this year and a half of uh, of turmoil, you know, you really lose a lot of time and. You know, I just think that, you know, the time is precious and, you know, you really need to do your due diligence um, before you make changes, before you make moves um, and just, you know, but your your child's input and your child's happiness and understanding, you know, trying to put your place into where your child's going to thrive. And, you know, what it may not be, you know it's got to be where they're going to be happy because wherever they're going to be happy is where they're going to thrive. It's not about the parent. It's about your child. And, um, you know, as parents, we all overstep at some point or another, but <laughs> it's learning that lesson, both as a parent, you know, and you, you know, parents, we want the best for our kids, but, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's really about the kids, and I think that focus gets lost a lot. And, and I've learned that, and my wife has learned that over the last four years. And, you know, I always joke with Allie and say, you know what, we won't make the same mistakes we made with you with your brother. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I think, I, if anything, I think that's it. It's just, you know, trying to find, figure out what's best for your, for your child and um, but listening to your child in that process is probably the key that I would take away from this. Yeah, no, that's great. And I mean, again, um, hats off to you and your wife for um, being able to look at it that way and, you know, take a moment to pause and to really take in where Allie was at and try and be more of a guide rather than a dictator of what she does. And I think the lesson uh, for all of us is the power um, that it gives us when we can analyze information, arrive at a decision by getting influence, but not doing what other people expect us to do, but being able to make a decision and having the maturity to say, I'm going to accept whatever comes with it. And Allie, that's the greatest thing um, that you've accomplished in all of this outside of all the other accolades. It's just being able to make a decision, be at peace with the decision, and more importantly, be willing to commit to whatever the outcome is. And what we do know 
is that you're a CIF champ as a result. You're a state champ as a result. And not to talk about any other schools that you left, but I don't know if they achieve those same things. So they're going to have to get back to the drawing board. We know they're going to be fine. But I think um, when you look at it from everything that you've talked about, this has nothing to do with a better basketball decision. Um, I don't hear a conversation saying we were looking to, you know, position ourselves so that we can get seen by college gals so that she can get more playing time so we can get filmed. It was more about a decision, just as you said, Anthony, about our daughter's happiness and her well-being. And when we make decisions that way, we can always rest assured that we'll have peace with whatever the outcome is. It's when we begin trying to jockey for... Um, some type of outcome, winning a championship and all that stuff. And because you didn't look for those things, what an amazing blessing that you were both given in finding those things and Allie being a part of school history in terms of achieving the first state championship in Rosary Academy school history. So that's a phenomenal accomplishment that can never be taken away. So as long as that school is in existence, they will always remember their first state championship. And you can say that you were a part of creating that. So hands up for Allie again on that. Hey, so Allie, I got one more question for you. And I want you to put on your big sister hat right now. We're going to fast forward and we're going to say that you're 30 years old. And you've been brought back to talk to a group of high school basketball players. And some of those girls in that program are going through the same thing that you are going through, where they may be considering leaving their program or second guessing themselves and not really sure of their place in the basketball world. What would you say to someone who's just really knotted up and really uncomfortable with where they're at in basketball to maybe encourage them? What would you say looking at a young lady today? Um, what I always wanted somebody was to, somebody to tell me was that you're more than what people make you out to be. So no matter what your parents say, no matter what your coaches say, you know who you are as a person. You have to trust in the process and you have to believe in yourself before anybody else is ever going to believe in you. No matter what happens on the court, you're still an amazing person regardless. Sports is just a little tiny minuscule part of your life. So you can't really base yourself off of that. You just have to really know yourself as a person. So what I would say was to stay, take a step back from basketball and truly find who you are before you find, your, find yourself as an athlete. Because if you can't believe in yourself and know that you're capable of more than what people tell you, nobody else is ever going to believe in you. And that's always what I kind of wanted is I just wanted somebody to, somebody to tell me that they believed in me and that they knew I was capable of more than what I thought I was. And I found that every here and there, but I never really believed it as a person. Wow. So that's about what I would tell a girl because it's all you can only achieve as much as you believe you can. And that's what I kind of figured out my senior year. So that's why I was able to achieve as much as I did. Is because before I had anybody else believe in me, I believed in myself. And when I started to believe in myself, I was able to accomplish more than I ever knew I could. <laughs> what an amazing statement. Um, I'm sure those that will be listening to this podcast, uh, that will touch them in a very special place. 
Um, I can't thank both of you enough uh, for joining us today. Um, Anthony, do you have any final words to maybe recognize and acknowledge your daughter and just her beauty as a person, her beauty as an athlete? And I know that the sky is the limit for her and she's going to have an amazing future. But uh, any closing remarks that you'd have um, as we close out the show? You know, just me and my wife are really proud of her. She's she's done a great job this year. She's taking on she took on a leadership role on her team. She's mentored um, many of girls on that team this year, and she will continue to do so. And it's just it's a, it's fun to see her transition into adulthood. You know, and both as a person and as an athlete. You know. So we're, we're just going to be more proud of her, and we're so excited for her accomplishments this year. This segment is brought to you by Pro Sports Institute. Helping athletes return to play through an integrated and collaborative approach. And now, back to Coach KG. Hey, it's KG once again. Thank you, Allie, so much for coming on to the show. What an amazing young lady. What an amazing interview. What an amazing story. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'm just so happy uh, that you guys continue to join us and support the journey of competitive athletes. In closing of today's show, I just want to recap a few things. And, you know, first and foremost, um, as you look at both selecting a team and determining uh, a team that's best for your athlete and when it's time to make change. And I'll leave you with these thoughts. Um, And it it was part of, as I reflect on the process with my son, assume nothing. You don't want to assume that everything you're looking for is in a team or an organization just because they're a team or an organization. You don't have a mission for your child. Um, if, if you don't, and if you've had not had that kind of conversation with your young athlete, I encourage you to do so. I mean, it was just an amazing moment for me as a parent to engage my son in a different way that, uh, that I could see this, his wheels turning in his head and just shaping something that I have no idea what that would do for him in the future. And as he becomes an adult and maybe moves into parenthood at some stage, the impact of that, um, sit down with them and develop criteria that's important. You know, what are your core values as a family, you know, that you can begin looking at creating the foundation for the value system that you want your young athlete to carry both now and into the future. Um, The biggest thing that I can say is never run from challenge. Um, I talk to athletes all the time. Challenge is what is the process that brings greatness out of us. That that's within us cannot be revealed without some level of challenge and adversity. And so you never want to run from challenge unless it's an unhealthy environment for the psychodynamics of your child. So from that standpoint, that's probably when you really want to consider change. And I would always say change is an alternative once you feel that you've exhausted all the possibilities to grow from the experience. Um, Review the mission plan periodically. So whatever you put together, you want to review that periodically. Stay true to your convictions. Whatever you say are just, you know, zero tolerance issues or items um, that you're not going to allow to take place. Stay true to those convictions. Um, Pursue development instead of chasing opportunity. Um, Allie's story was so great. Um, She left a great school to go to a smaller school. 
And the goal was not, I want to pursue championships or these different accolades. It was just development. I want to be happy again. I want to feel like I'm growing again. I want something to take place on the inside. And that's a great motivating factor uh, to make change and to pursue development always over chasing opportunity. Um, Because, you know, the biggest thing is that at the end of the day, our kids need us. They get anxious about the future. They're looking for a roadmap to follow. We as parents need to help them clarify who they are, where they're going, and why it's important to endure the process to get there. Um, Our guest, Allie, pointed out perfectly, they need us to remind them who they are and to remind them to be patient and to trust the process. One of my most favorite um, Bible verses comes from Romans 5, uh, uh, verse 3, and it's suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope, and hope does not disappoint. When the why is big enough, it always gives us what we need to endure. And so I want to leave you with that thought. I thank you so much again for joining us on the journey of competitive athletes. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CoachKG1. Make sure to tune in next week as we have a very special guest sharing stories on their journey as a competitive athlete. Thanks again and God bless.